0: So the first thing that I'm gonna do is start with the Wild Dew Treatment Essence by Peach and Lily. What's very cool about this product is that it's your fastest lane to hydration while it's also brightening and firming. So after you cleanse, you just pat, 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 right onto clean skin. Ah, and it smells like a spa.
1: (laughs) When esthetician Alicia Yoon wakes up in the morning, This is the first step in a skincare routine she developed after she began Peach and Lily. The New York-based company also sells Korean skincare brands in North America.
0: And then we have here the Holy Grail product. And it's just this beautiful, clear, absorbing gel. And this makes your skin look like glass.
1: You won't find the skincare products your grandmother used in Alicia's routine. And she isn't an outlier. More consumers are now flocking to skincare brands that didn't even exist a decade ago, putting La Mer, Estee Lauder, and other big names in the hot seat. I'm Sean Stanley. Today on Industry Interrupted, we'll find out how scores of new skincare companies have uncapped the fight for bathroom counter space. First, a word from our sponsor.
2: You work hard to get ahead, so why not make the most out of your hard-earned money? Stay ahead with Fidelity Investments. Go to fidelity.ca slash stayahead for the latest trends affecting your financial well-being.
1: Alicia Yoon has what most people want, flawless skin. It wasn't always that way. At a young age, she discovered she had eczema.
0: I never thought that I would ever hear somebody tell me I have good skin. It was really hard as a teenager. You know, my parents would be so encouraging and say, you know, who you are is more than what you see. Yes, I know that, but it's frustrating and it felt so out of control to know and wonder, like, okay, well, today the flare up went away, but why? Now it's back, but why? Ultimately, at one point, I just gave up. I thought, Let's just, like, look at life half glass full. I'm just never going to have skin that I know how to take care of. And I might just have to have really painful, itchy rashes sometimes.
1: Alicia spent time as an investment banker and management consultant, but eventually ended up in beauty school. That's when she started to find ways to manage her flare-ups.
0: I was doing facials nights and weekends, and so many people were asking for Korean beauty and the right skincare techniques, and this didn't exist yet in the U.S. In 2012, we first started off as a third-party retailer on our direct-to-consumer e-commerce site. We were the first to help launch the Korean beauty uh, section in Sephora, brought the first Korean beauty product on QVC, And also had a pop-up store in Bergdorf Goodman, Nationwide in Barney's. Opened up the biggest Korean beauty section in CVS. We are also in Target and Ulta.
1: That was just the tip of the iceberg. Alicia's company, Peach & Lily, offered complimentary skincare consultations. Customers could contact them directly, and licensed estheticians would give them advice on what to use. Those conversations gave Peach & Lily plenty of data and an idea. Last year, Peach & Lily's own product line was born. It sells sheet masks for $6 and that glass skin refining serum for $39. That's a far cry from the hundreds of dollars people spend on individual La Mer, Guerlain, or La Prairie products. Then Alicia started Peach Slices. It's an even more affordable brand than Peach & Lily's own collection. Both lines have grown 10 times since then, and traditional beauty brands are watching.
0: Some of the larger beauty brands have reached out to us because they say your company is focused on innovation and you bring new things that we've never seen that consumers have never seen to the market. You have real data at scale that shows which innovations are working, which aren't, which are resonating with which demographics and psychographics. And you know, we've had one one example where a company wanted to that data from us. And we actually declined and we said that this is proprietary to us and this is what fuels our company.
1: Peach and Lily has been part of an explosion in innovative skincare companies that have hit the market in recent years. These new brands are challenging luxury brands and even the affordable ones like Neutrogena, Nivea and Olay that have been around for years. Makeup bags these days are stuffed with products from newer, less expensive brands like Selah, The Inky List, Graydon, First Aid Beauty, and Drunk Elephant. Priya Rao, an editor at the Glossy Beauty podcast, says these innovators have a completely different approach. Their strategies revolve around social media marketing, creative packaging, lower prices, and they're transparent about ingredients. Priya believes they're being catapulted to success like consumers who are more obsessed with looking good and paying less than ever before.
3: We're seeing a trend, especially now, of this no-makeup-makeup makeup trend. We are seeing customers less likely to maybe do the high-contour, high uh well-lit uh, makeup looks of York promoted by some of the influencers in the space and you know they're kind of going back to basics a little bit. They are realizing that say to have a great makeup look, they need great skincare first. you know whether it started with the Korean beauty uh, trend a few years ago and you know the seven to 12 steps to kind of get your perfect look and the multitude of products that kind of it spawned, whether it's an essence or a serum or a toner or a moisturizer people are much more invested in this idea of beautiful skin leads to a better look overall.
1: Many experts say this epiphany first happened in Korea. That glass look Alicia at Peach & Lily talked about has long been all the rage there, and many Korean consumers are willing to do whatever it takes to get it. According to a New York Times article published last November, Korea has become a destination for nip-and-tuck tourism and boasts the world's highest rate of cosmetic surgery per capita. Long before Canadians, Alicia says Koreans were using skincare products packed with things you'd never imagine would be in your serum or a sheet mask.
0: We're introducing ingredients that have never been seen before stateside, including ingredients like snail mucin or tiger grass, which is a type of grass that tigers roll around in to help heal their wounds, to different ways to even help with blemishes.
1: Alexandra Hankus tracks the beauty market for Canadian research company NPD Group. It's a big industry. According to NPD the luxury beauty market alone generated $44 billion in sales around the world last year and $2.5 billion in Canada. Alexandra only spotted the Korean skincare trend taking hold in Canada about five years ago.
4: We were always, as a country, makeup first, and that was the same globally out of all the markets that we track. So consumers are really investing in their makeup products. And then... Throughout the years, we've seen a shift towards skincare in Canada, and it's an exciting one. It brings new brands. uh, It challenges established brands. And I think there's more work that needs to be done. There's more growth that will come from that category.
1: Many of these new brands say they have lower prices because they use fewer ingredients and ditch pricey marketing campaigns. A lot of Asian skincare companies have entered Canada recently. I asked Alexandra how that's affecting the market here.
4: Quite well. So that's part of the growth that we're seeing coming from not only Korean brands, but just smaller brands entering Canada. I would say within the last four years so since 2016 uh, we saw about over 300 new brands enter Canada for total cosmetics overall so that includes makeup skincare and fragrance and hair and more than half of them were skincare so that just goes to give you an idea of like how much newness and innovation is coming into the category and it's fueling the growth.
1: Coming up we learn about a Canadian skincare brand at the centre of that growth. We'll be back after a message from our sponsor.
2: This podcast was made possible through the support of Fidelity Investments. All over the world, Fidelity Investments is looking for inspired investment opportunities to help you make the most of your hard-earned money. Stay ahead with Fidelity Investments. Go to fidelity.ca slash ahead for valuable investment tools and their latest insights.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So I got four things from The Ordinary. The first one is the high adherent silicone primer. So this is what the primer looks like. And it's actually a lot smaller than I actually thought it was going to be.
1: Beauty bloggers like Lakeisha Adams know there's no bigger name in Canadian skincare than Decium, and it's The Ordinary line.
0: Making my skin just look... Absolutely amazing.
1: Last year, its late founder Brandon Truax told CBC News that he had high hopes for the brand. We are becoming a substantial company. I mean, in a year, year and a half from now, we're going to be the size of Dolce & Gabbana. Brandon was right. The company was reportedly on track to make $300 million in sales last year. Its products caught the eye of celebrities like Kim Kardashian, and would frequently sell out. Estee Lauder took note and bought a one-third stake in the company in 2017. Beauty podcast editor Priya Rao isn't surprised by Desium's success, given its founder's impressive insight into consumer trends.
3: Brandon, what was so great about him is that he really said what his ingredients stood for, why these were largely commodities in his eyes, and took out the middlemen in such a way that, you know, you weren't paying a premium for packaging, you weren't paying a premium for marketing, or actual product ingredient. They've really upended this idea of premium product doesn't necessarily have to cost $200 to $400, kind of promoted by the la mares of the world, if you would. I think customers are much more savvy about looking at ingredients and, you know, kind of wondering, what is an active ingredient? What is a hyaluronic acid? And if it's less than 1% on some of these bigger, more prestigious brands. And then they're seeing, you know, a company like Decium or any of these Korean brands that have kind of come to market offering that in spades. They're able to say, okay, well, would this product be better for my skin? And it costs less and it's in cooler packaging. And I can also buy it via Instagram and learn more about it that way.
1: Priya has also noticed consumers are drawn to less traditional brands like Decium because they're more nimble and capitalize on the power and influence of social media.
3: These companies are much smaller in scale, but they're taking market share away from these bigger brands who are have larger production cycles, more product, but they're taking fewer bets but more investment in those bets. So I think you can compare it to maybe streetwear in the sense that, you know, these drops of, you know, whether it's a Vintner's daughter or a drunk elephant serum, everybody wants to get it now. Everybody feels the excitement of something on their Instagram feeds or on social media. And that's creating excitement. And then say it sells out. Well, then you want to be a part of it the next time.
1: The rapid ascent of skincare startups could spell trouble for the world's biggest beauty brands. That's why I went to Shiseido's beauty counter at a Hudson's Bay store in Toronto. You'd never know it, but behind a mirrored door, there was a consultation room, where I was about to get my first facial.
4: How are you feeling?
1: Great. The pressure? Yeah, it's good. Beta, a manager at Shiseido, hovers over me. So would you say that I have oily skin? No, you have
4: combination skin.
1: She's patting my skin with luxury serums from fancy jars that range in price from $7 to $480.
4: And then we put Altimune, so our booster product that boosts your skin immunity.
1: It's a world away from my usual skincare routine, which consists of putting some soap and water on my face.
2: Men are becoming much more interested in skincare, and um, it's made a very big difference in the business.
1: Can you get rid of the bags under my eyes? We can do it. <laughs> Elaine Shigeshi is here too. She's vice president of Shiseido Canada. Shiseido has been here for about 45 years, but was founded in Japan in 1872. It makes skincare, cosmetics, hair and fragrance products, and by some accounts is the fifth largest cosmetics company in the world. Its empire grew this year when it bought skincare brand Drunk Elephant for a whopping $845 million.
2: Drunk Elephant is a clean beauty brand, and the interest around the world is really to enhance the portfolio of our business. So it's a great complement to our current Shiseido and Clé de brands, which are very skincare driven.
1: How has it changed the broader business, would you say?
2: It's so new. Um, I have to say we don't have that answer today. Um, But we definitely know that it will take on the research elements that Shiseido brings to the table. I think that's important that you'll see a new development. Um, But the founder herself is still involved. She will lead that charge so that it stays true to her vision. And so Shiseido will incorporate the technology to match that.
1: Elaine has been working in the beauty industry for more than 35 years. So the recent surge in new skincare lines isn't the first threat she's seen to Shiseido's market share. To fend off rivals, she says the company has more than 1,000 scientists working on innovations.
2: Shiseido is aware of all the competition, but when it comes down to core values of bringing the best innovation, we've already been working on innovation that perhaps even 10 and 25 years in the past. So one of the most exciting um, innovations most recently is in our sun care. So when you think about sun care, we know reapply sun care and it wears off, but generally our sun care now is working better and stronger In water, whether it's from perspiration and active sports, or whether it's from swimming um, in whether it's ocean or in pool water, it will work with the water and actually become stronger. So, an SPF 50 is actually now an SPF 74 once it's it's in contact with water.
1: Cool. A lot of those competitors have focused on high quality at lower prices. Do you change your pricing as a result of that, or do you find other ways to market that will prevent you from having to do so?
2: It's important that you're competitive, but it's about having the right value for the money. So um, our product itself has high technology research, the quality is bar none. So we're really um, buying into that type of element that it's not about the lowest price, It's about good value.
1: Elaine is confident Shiseido is ready for even more competition in the skincare market. Industry expert Alexandra Hankus predicts further change is on the horizon.
4: I see more of a blur between makeup and skincare. So we're seeing early indicators of that right now. So a lot of uh, makeup products that are doing really well in the market have skincare benefits. And then a lot of skincare products that have a little bit of a tint or even like a mattifying effect are doing very well. So I see more of a merge between the two categories. At the end of the day, I think consumers want the best skin that they can have.
1: Are we seeing any kind of growth or change in the men's side of this business?
4: Uh, Men's is fairly small, um, but it's an untapped opportunity. So absolutely, I think men's grooming is top of mind. Uh, We're seeing the products on the shelf uh, do very well. Um, And I don't think we have enough shelf space dedicated to it. Um, If you think of your own bathroom space, uh, you know, even my husband and I, like, he's using my skincare products. So it's, it's an untapped opportunity.
1: That's what I like to hear, because I could get used to these facials. Come on, guys, I look younger. I feel fantastic. I should have this done every morning. Thanks for listening to this episode of Industry Interrupted. It is on my way to work. I'm Sean Stanley. Industry Interrupted is produced by Tara Deschamps, Laura Reguerre, Anne Lang, and Stephanie Chan. Thank you to our sponsor, Fidelity Investments.
4: No more wrinkles.
1: No more wrinkles would be nice. Is this what the royal family in Britain gets every day? Eliminating the puffy circles would be amazing.